Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. to get creative. You know, in life, we all express ourselves in many different ways, singing, writing, poetry, acting. What else, Noli and Brooke? Sewing, right? Sewing, even the clothes you wear, even if you like building things out of nothing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I also think things like dancing, uh, painting, organize, just organizing things. I think that's mm. artful. Well, our special guest tonight has found several unique ways to express her artistic talents and bring her imagination to life. She's been an artist for more than 40 years and describes herself as an eclectic artist who goes with the flow. She was born and raised on Maui, but now resides in Carson City, Nevada, Please welcome artist and author, Jackie P.S. Carlin. Yay, welcome Yay. to Mothership, Jackie. Welcome, Jackie. Jackie. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. When was the last time that you uh, visited Maui? Uh, I'd say maybe three or four years ago. It's been a while. But fortunately, I'm going to be going back in August for three days. And then come back to Carson City and catch a plane to England. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. So did, did your upbringing in, um, on Maui have anything to do with the, your discovering your passion for art? Well, you know, I guess so. Um, my first art instructor and I were talking about how I started very late. I mean, I started art classes at 25 and um it was just around the time of creativity for me because i was pregnant with my daughter so he suggested that because i was in that creative mood that mode for you know for a child my inner creativity included art and that's when I really started. So I think my inspiration came from my daughter. Wow. Oh, wow. That's cool. Well, yeah. What part of Maui are you from? I'm from Paia. I was born in Pu'unene Hospital. And then I grew up in Paia, Upper Paia, <laughs> above the mill, behind Nashua Bakery. 
Mm. Baldwin Avenue. <laughs> yeah, and you know, interestingly, you wrote about uh, the people that came before you, your ancestors, uh, living in a sugar plantation village. Yeah, I, I lived there. I mean, there were two generations before me, uh, but I lived there for about 15, 16 years before before the plantation um, sort of pushed us out to go live in Kahului, where they had all the new housing developments being created for the uh, sugar workers. So we had to leave the neighborhood. Um, we lost all of our neighbors and our connections. And um, yeah, it was sort of like a lost period for me. And, and you come, your background, you're Filipino. I'm Filipino, but I was born, yeah, on Maui. <laughs> I'm Pinoy, Pinay, I'm Pinay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess I'm also interested in learning more about the memoir, which is why I'm asking about, you know, your background, your personal uh, connection with this town. Um, the, you know, it's really funny because I started writing this memoir when I uh, lived in Kihei um, about 23 years ago, 22 years ago, my partner and I had just moved in together. And it was about a year before, we, um, before uh, I started writing this, but he had a uh, family reunion and he's originally from California. Mm -hmm. He had a family reunion of about 17 members of the family from California, New Zealand, and Australia come to the house to have this reunion. I was brought up an only child. I was not used to 17 to 21 year, uh, 17 to 21 people that I had just met who were all related to him. <laughs> I was so, I was so um, scared. <laughs> with all the personalities that I went upstairs and wrote, started writing my memoir because I started to remember my family. And, um, you know, we never had uh, a very big family like that. And so I just started writing about my parents, um, my upbringing, and uh, it, de it developed into a memoir growing up in a Filipino camp. Jack, Jackie, were you a writer before being an artist? Is that why you? Um, yes and no. I Let's see. I had written a few essays and uh, magazine articles uh, that were published. And that was just it. You know, I, I had not intended on writing a memoir. It just, I think because of fear <laughs> and the stress that I had, I had to go upstairs and start writing something. Wow. And um, my background came out. Yeah, and, and, and for, the list, for the listeners out there, um, you know, she's, you, you wrote two books. I did, I wrote my memoir in 2004. Uh, it was published in 2004 in uh, connection with the Filipino Centennial the uh, migration of the uh, Filipino workers that came to Hawaii. And it was a hundredth anniversary um, for all the islands and uh, especially at the University of Hawaii. 
where I spoke at a at a um, at one of the meetings and introduced my book. Um, the other book I wrote was ten years later, when I finished my um, well, when I came back to Maui um, after writing this memoir. I wrote a fiction called Auntie's Place uh, pertaining to a fictitious family in the 60s who lived in the town of Kihei. And it was during the, during the, um, the bombing of Kaholawe still. So it, was, it started with that and then ended up as a a return of one of the characters coming back to Hawaii to work for the preservation of Kaha'olawe. Wow, that is, that's amazing that you were able to do the research for your memoir. And, you know, a lot of us, uh, Hawaii is a melting pot. So we all have, you know, uh, our ancestors who came from different places and contributed and, and put in the work to make Hawaii what it is today. How, how, important of a role would you say that the Filipinos played in making Hawaii um, you know what it is now? Well um, they're the labor force for one thing and um, yeah they pretty much provided the services for the entire uh, island chain and we've come up with you know really good tasting food um, yeah. <laughs> we're very colorful too you know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In terms of um, of uh, talent, mm -hmm. all of us can sing <laughs> <laughs> and dance. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so funny. Hmm. Oh man! Very many Filipinos are uh, politically uh, inclined as well. Wow. And, and, and you yourself, you're, you're very colorful too, literally speaking. I mean, you, I've been so fascinated by seeing your different, you know, mediums or different ways in which you are expressing yourself. You do it on uh, wood block or how, what, what is the term for that? Um, that's why I'm going to England. I'm going to uh, a workshop, a five-day workshop to do Japanese wood block printmaking which I had been introduced to in the 70s and in the 80s um, for a very short while. And then I stopped doing it. And after I did the kappa piece for the uh, First Lady's inauguration, uh, not inaug First Lady's exhibition at the governor's, um, uh, governor's mansion in Carson City, I had to carve the, the stamps from um, bamboo. And, you know, in Carson City, we don't have bamboo. So my friend from Maui suggested that I go to the store and get some um, bamboo kitchen utensils. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I carved my designs off of the, from the um, handles wow. of the, uh, <laughs> the kitchen utensil. Wow. Yeah. It's about creative. Yeah. So after that, I just had that feeling with my fingers of wanting to, to carve again. And then I thought, hey, I know a little bit about 
Japanese woodblock prints. I'm going to start doing that, which I have. Yeah, it's, wow. you know, and, and, and just because, you know, the listeners, maybe you can't visualize this, but then I was able to see the video, but it's like woodblock. So she's carving the pattern. She applies, um, you know, paste or coloring to it, right? And, and you kind of use it as a stamp maybe, but I was impressed because you developed the nori paste. <laughs> Wow, yeah, well, this class that I'm taking in August in England um, is with a woman that had studied in Japan, and she's British. Uh, she wrote a book that I purchased because I needed some direction. And um, the nori paste, you can either buy it by, by the bottle or make it yourself. So, you know, it's, it's rice, mochi, rice, uh -huh. flour, and water, and I boil it. And then um, it has to become a certain uh, consistency. Then I put it over the wood block with the paint, which the paint that I use is watercolor. And then I put the paper over the wood block, and then I lift it up. And there's a print. So um, let me, I'll get a piece of wood and I'll show you. Sure, yeah. And you know, it, it, it takes a lot of time. It's um, definitely not something that's like instantaneous, but it takes a lot of time, you know, to carve it, first of all. And then she's developing that sticky paste. So it takes a lot. Of, it's a process, actually. Everything about the woodblock painting is a process. Wow, look at that. Oh, so that's the actual wood. Yeah, that's the actual wood. That so much detail. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. Wow, yeah, that is amazing. And, and what's interesting is what's, what's interesting is you're carving out the empty space, right? You're leaving what you want to print, um, right, Jackie? Both, both. That's both. amazing. Yeah, because like this one, the um, the paint will go on the on the raised wood and then to do the background that's hard to do the background <laughs> then I gotta undo this part so actually this was this came out of um three pieces of wood oh wow the detail wow. of the tree oh, I see I see the negative space behind the trees and then the background coloring that I try to do, and, and that's this, why. Would you say this is this is not that common, right? This kind of artwork. Well, um, well, yes and no. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's not very common. Um, I took a workshop in the '80s with, uh, uh, you know, I knew I was going to forget his name. He's from the Big Island, Hiroki Morinui. No, Hiroki. I'm sorry, Sensei, but <laughs> his art is his art is at the uh, Alana Hotel lobby. So if you know if you ever wanted to um, see his piece, pieces of work, I mean they're huge and they're fabulous. And uh, yeah, he he is one of the um, woodblock printers in Hawaii. Um, 
I know of one other woman here in Carson City who actually took the, a workshop from him, you know, several years ago. Um, there's a small community of woodblock printers uh, in Hawaii, in Holland, in uh, England, aside from, you know, the, the perfectionists and the masters in Japan. I had wanted to go to Japan for a workshop, but they were only giving two-day workshops. And I thought, well, two days is not going to help me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So just letting our uh, listeners know, so Jackie talked extensively about the woodblock um, method, and she also does watercolors, as she mentioned, um, silks, silks as well. And everything wow. is, is such a process, a creative process. So you really are an eclectic artist who goes with the flow. And, you know, knowing that, why, why are you drawn to this method of, you know, artwork and, and what does it do for you? Is it therapeutic in a way? Um, it never used to be, but now it is, you know, now <laughs> that I have actually made the decision to be, the artist that I've always wanted to be, which means that I don't have to go out to work at something else. Um, it's therapeutic in a, in a way that with the wood blocks, when I'm carving, you know, I can't think of anything else if, because I don't want to hurt myself and I have to be pretty precise on where I'm cutting out. Uh, with the silk, it's almost the same kind of process because with the silk, it's, I'm taking one part of the, of the silk and painting that and then trying to avoid the ink from going onto the other side of the silk. And I should have worn a silk scarf so I could show you what about the, um, the silk itself, uh, but it's on my, it's on my website. So, yeah, I mean, that's a challenging material. I mean, it could bleed and wow. There's so, a process of, of um, keeping the ink within a space with a um, resist. It's almost like batik. If, you've, mm. if you had an idea of what batik is, you know, you put a, the wax down and the, the paint doesn't go under the wax. Whatever the wax covers, will remain the color of the fabric. Yeah, I love that you're passionate about it. And I was telling Brooke and Steph, like uh, we get a lot of interesting guests on this podcast, but the, a lot of the themes that we see people who are really happy and succeed mm -hmm. in what they're doing is because they're pursuing their passion. So how hard was it for you? I mean, because artists you know, right? It's hard to make it in the world, this world, right? So how did you feel confident enough to pursue your passion confidently? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it. You're living it. You're living this life. It's what people want to do, you know, I think. Yeah, well, yes. Um, one of the quotes that I would like to give to people is don't give up. And trust the universe, trust yourself. Um, there have been many times where I could not go on with, with art because it was, it was so disillusioned, disil 
I was so disillusioned by it, you know, being an, uh, being a single mother and raising my daughter. Uh, many times I had to stop what I was doing in the art and do a part-time uh, job. Uh, fortunate for me being on Maui at the time, a lot of the part-time positions that I had was in the theater. And um, I was being paid to do uh, children's theater where we traveled through the islands and even into California. So um, I kept that for a while and I did other things. I mean, if I told you what I did, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. But I, um, I also at one point sold funeral plots so I could make a living. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And That's then, you, you know, every, every time I would do uh, a part-time job and all that, um, then the art, um, the art sales would come back for some reason. And then I would continue doing that. At you one point, give up, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would always go back and forth. Um, at one point in the 80s, I had a commission to do 150 yards of hand-painted fabric with Mark Masuoka, and he is from Oahu. He was a, um, I don't think he's with us anymore, but he was a um, famous interior designer uh, based on Oahu. And I worked with him to redo the entire upholstery of the Kapalua Bay Hotel and um, covering, wow. making obis, you know, um, not really, not really um, intricate obis, but just to cover the beds, uh, 250 beds. So that, that was a, that was a great um, opportunity for me. Um, in the mid nineties though, I had, I went through a, um, midlife crisis and I, I sold everything. I sold all my art stuff and I told myself I was not gonna be an artist anymore. It was just too rough. So I, um, I went to Maine for the summer for three months and stayed with, the, with friends. And um, I, didn't, I didn't sell my art brushes and my watercolors. <laughs> I brought them with me and I painted 27 watercolors during that summer. And while I painted, I, act, I, I cried every time I painted because I realized that I was an artist, that I couldn't give it up. And um, it, you know, it was, it's a God-given gift. Mm -hmm. And so I um, came back to, flew back to Maui because I didn't want to shovel snow and, uh, <laughs> and then I went back to college. I actually went back to college to get a degree. And um, I fortunately took a writing class with an English professor, Vic Pellegrino, who was also my English professor in the 60s. So 30 years later, I meet him again and he was the person that encouraged me to keep writing or begin writing again. <laughs> I was a lousy writer in my teens. I mean, you know. Most of us were. <laughs> for, those, 
High school essays, yeah. Oh yeah, those were tough. <laughs> Jackie, like thank you for yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that that part. You know, when it got rough, because I think that's you know a lot of people listening who have a passion and are artists even that want to kind of follow. It. I think that's that's the real part of it, right? And to to talk about getting there and also how you bounced back. Um, and I find that interesting too, that you sold everything, but not something told you not to sell the watercolors and the brushes, you know? Yeah, and I know. I, yeah, what, what, I, had a, I had a garage sale. I sold all my silk painting things and my oils and my uh, serigraphy stuff. And I kept my watercolors. I know just, you know, good thinking though, because it really helped me get over that. They, I went every day and pla painted plain air, um, you know, and that during those days, you couldn't use, you couldn't use uh, photos. I mean, I was taught never ever to use photos. And, um, you know, in the 21st century, all of a sudden it's okay to use photos. <laughs> and that turned my head. Always yes. learning. Yeah. Yeah. Always I, learning. I was actually really um I was really intrigued when you explained um in a piece, by the way, uh listeners. So PBS, um, you know, the Nevada chapter of the PBS station learned about Jackie and her talents. And um she was featured in several of uh, videos by PBS. Um, congratulations on that, Jackie. And um thank you. It was it's interesting that you say, you know, when they ask, I guess, what inspires you, you say that it's visions that that come to you and you bring them to life. But maybe I'm not explaining it <laughs> so well. well. Um today, as I was preparing myself uh for this interview with you, um I realized I got deeper into, okay, where did my vision come from? So whenever I see something in nature, like perhaps a flower, I see its personality, like the petals are lifting up towards the sun or the way it's facing the sun um, with water coming through the stream or the river and the way it's flowing and flowing around a rock. That's where I get my inspiration because it's telling me this is what I am and I'm here for you. I, I have painted a lot of flowers because when I, oh, my daughter's name, I named her Puasita, which is Filipino Hawaiian, little flower. Oh, love it. <laughs> and um, all of, most of my paintings have been of flowers, you know, because I look at them and I just don't, I just don't pick anyone or a few. I'll look at the ones that are giving me a vibra a message, a vibration, and uh, I'll paint those. I love that. Yeah. Do you think that you harness that um, because of your upbringing on Maui and being surrounded by nature, having a quiet time, a quiet moment in nature, and all of a sudden something catches your gaze and, you know, you tune in? I mean, yeah, pro probably because, you know, when my daughter was born, it took me 
it took my my late husband and I, it took us two weeks to find a name for her. And what I would do every morning is I would carry her out and I would introduce her to the flowers in our garden, in our yard. And I would say, this is a plumeria, this is whatever it was growing. And I said to the little child, I said, um, that's your name, Pua, because it brings joy. It brings love to everyone. I love that. Like you can feel mm -hmm. that you are in touch with the vibrations or you're, I guess they would call that being present, which a lot of us nowadays are not because whatever technology bills to pay, but you sound like you're very present back then and even now. And that's, I love, I love that it's coming from, yeah, I don't know. I, I just very, very, very like happy to hear that there's people out there like you, Jackie, that well, are harnessing you. that and, and being pure about it. Thank you. I am, um, you know, moving from Maui to Carson City. Um, I had the wrong impression about being an artist. I thought, oh, I'm an artist. I can, I can do everything wherever I am, you know? <laughs> and I came to Carson City and it's high desert. Mm -hmm. The colors are rusts and um, sage and not the tropical pastels that I was so accustomed to on Maui and in Hawaii. So it's taken me a while to um, come and feel that presence. And uh, I think, I don't know if you can see, see behind me, mm -hmm. rather than the papaya on the bottom, the three, <laughs> uh, the three oil paintings, a once pastel, um, they are of the uh, sunsets that we have in Carson City. Beautiful. And um, this one right here, is um you know snow that we have i call that snow day and i'm i'm finally beginning to pick up on what carson has to offer me in terms of nature i mean there's beautiful nature around me my palette wasn't ready for the different colors and um the shapes you know the the mountains I live, we live here on a, the, we're above, we're 4,200 feet above sea level. So our mountains are not, um, our mountains are old. They're very rounded. Uh, not like Hawaii, you know, our mountain, Hawaiian mountains are very dramatic and very um, angular, you know, so mm -hmm. I've had to get used to that. Um, I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> So you foresee yourself returning to the islands? Um, to visit? Um, I don't know if I will, you know, come back to live. Uh, I've been there 65 years. It's been a long time and it, it hasn't left me, which I'm very happy for because um, that's a long time. <laughs> I wanted to let folks know that you, you have your own website. Can you let everyone know what that website is if they are yes, interested yes. in it's www.jackiepiascarlin.com. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, you know, I think what you do also is a gift, um, whether you know it or not, because, I mean, here we are being treated to all these different, you know, scenic uh, views that you're taking in and your ability to share that with people who are not there and your ability to capture that, I think is definitely a gift that you not only have, but you're able to share with others. And I love how your works um, you really put you at ease. I'm speaking from my point of view. When I look at your artwork, it really puts me at ease. And it also is makes me think about like, wow, what, what am I seeing? And it, it really, it's not just like looking at something beautiful. Like anyone can say like, oh, look at that. That's beautiful. But it's very thought provoking. And um, I love learning the process of what it takes for you yourself to, to go through and all the work that goes into your artwork. Because when someone approaches it, like, such as myself, it looks like, oh yeah, it looks like she just did some strokes, but there's actually a method and it's very, very detailed, especially your wood carving. I mean, your abilities are so amazing and I wish there was more publicity about this kind of artwork because it seems as if, I mean, that's why I had asked earlier if it was rare, because it seems like I see a lot of people turning to the computer which is, you know, able to do those colors, but to hear you like, oh, I make naughty paste and, or I beat like a mulberry bark. I mean, like you don't hear about that stuff anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really very, very interesting, like sincerely for me to learn. And thanks for blessing us with your works of art. Oh, no, no, thank you guys. And thank you for saying that because um, when I started the woodblock, uh, process again I thought you know this is such an old method what am I doing I'm going backwards <laughs> you're teaching history to actually, those I think in the that, future. Yeah. yeah and I actually think it's important to carry on especially the older types of methods and for me it's inspiring to hear it I, it's like talking to you Jackie I can feel it through the computer screen I know the girls can feel it too it's just a sense of peace but to hear someone who follows your intuition even when it tells you you have to take a break and you have to step away and to follow that and to put that into what you're doing and organically kind of just be eclectic and that to me is just art in itself right mm. listening to whatever your what your, your soul is telling you and you're not all mm. right and I just it's really inspirational I really truly truly love hearing about this so yep. I love I love that you're totally yourself and just unique and just following your own path and you know it's I love it I love it. <laughs> thank you. I mean, thank you so much for you know for reminding me that um, I might be making a difference. I don't know. Just you know, thank you so much. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of these days, if you, maybe if you do like a how-to video or something like that, that would be really interesting too. Um, because I mean, just seeing that video in the process really opened my eyes and I was like, wow, you really do all that carving and yeah, that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I want to go to a workshop of yours. Yeah. yeah you and that sounds one. really, 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 you know, just, I love being involved in, in creating something too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of videos on uh, YouTube about uh, Japanese woodblock printing, and um, 
that's where I found this woman and that's why I'm going to her class because she was so um, giving and detailed about her work that I, I felt, yeah, I'll, I'll go and have a workshop with her. Following the heart. Following the heart, never giving up. Pure soul, this is Jackie. This is Jackie. Thank you you for reminding us about being present and doing Mm -hmm. what you love to make you happy, even if it's a hobby, right? Like surfing, sewing, right? That we mentioned earlier. Thank you for bringing that to the forefront again because we always forget it. Thank you so much, you guys. (laughs) Yeah, and... The islands miss you, but yeah. I'm glad that your your aloha spirit is still alive and going strong. Yes, <laughs> you're spreading you're spreading the island island vibes wherever you go. So, thank you for that too. Yeah, um, you're right. You know, I'm still the island girl, so or the island woman. There you go. <laughs> you can take the girl from the island, but not the island from the girl. <laughs> all right Jackie Thank you, thanks Jackie. so much for sharing with us best of luck to you always we know where to find your work as Jackie mentioned her website and once again guys follow your dreams follow your passion and as Jackie said never give up that does it for us on this edition of mothership to everybody else be safe out there share aloha spread love and we'll see you next week thank you so much Jackie aloha. thank you Jackie thank you take care <laughs> yes